Hello everyone and welcome back to Sprint Race Show, the show that speeds through some of the main talking points happening in Formula One. My name is Emma Ridgway and I will be your host. Thank you very much for tuning in. So last week I said that this episode would be about the sprint race uh, or the sprint or sprint qualifying. Again, I don't know what to call it. I'm just going to call it sprint, even though I just said sprint race. Anyway, I said last week that this episode would be about the sprint because I just didn't get the time to speak about it last week after everything that happened. And before I talk about the sprint itself, I should say that there is a an update to the drama that happened last week at the British Grand Prix, and that is that Red Bull have officially, formally disputed the penalty against Lewis Hamilton after we all thought maybe they would just drop it and focus on the upcoming race. It seems as though they are not letting this go very easily. All I will say on the matter is I cannot wait for the next series of Drive to Survive. So on to the sprint. Now you probably know that I was someone who was really looking forward to the sprint. And the reason for that was I think the Formula One schedule is just so rigorous nowadays that I can usually say the entire Formula One schedule without really needing to think about it, which is great. I I never miss anything. But at the same time, it's very repetitive. And change is, is good on occasion. I'm definitely not expecting the sprint to be at every single race going forward. But as a rarity, I really enjoyed having sprint at the British Grand Prix. First thing I'll say is that I thought the British Grand Prix was a strange track for it. I don't know if it will be there next year. I just don't think it's the right type of circuit for it. I would normally say that a traditional race circuit is the type of place where you do want a sprint but probably somewhere that has a few more overtaking opportunities. And in fact, Formula One have confirmed that the next sprint will be in Monza, and there are definitely more overtaking opportunities there. So that I agree with. But it did add a little bit of extra entertainment for the weekend, and I know that it was a capacity crowd as well. So the crowd that did get to go clearly got their money's worth because they had a full three days of action, which is fantastic. So to me, the race in Silverstone, the sprint qualifying was really cool. I loved having an additional race, as I said, but to me, the best part of the weekend was having not very much practice. Now, this was, of course, as a result of the sprint because the sprint essentially counted as the qualifying and then the qualifying for the sprint essentially acted as practice. I really like this format because the lack of practice to me kind of gave the teams and the drivers much less time to prepare, obviously. But as a fan, I didn't know who was going to be on pole. Normally after three practice sessions, we have a really good idea of who's going to be on pole. And within this practice session on the Friday, just before the sprint qualifying, I think Max was P1 and Norris was P2. Now, if you remember the qualifying before in Austria, Norris was actually very close to taking pole away from Verstappen. 
So seeing that result really got me quite excited for sprint qualifying and it didn't disappoint. To me, the qualifying session was the best of the year, if not one of the best that I've ever seen in Formula One. And it was exciting because it didn't need a giant crash or any kind of contact or drama like that. It was just all about the fastest lap. And there was a moment where I think on the final run, Lewis was uh, purple on the first sector, purple on the second sector, and then he lost the back end going around the penultimate corner. And at that moment, I thought that he'd bottled it. I thought that he'd lost pole position. And then watching Max come round and I think he was purple again and I thought, right, that's it. He's got it. And then he came across the line and he wasn't on pole. That whole moment, that whole sequence was so exciting to watch and it didn't need any drama. So to me, that was a perfect qualifying. And I really enjoyed being able to watch that on a Friday night as well. And that was the perfect way to end my week. I heard some people say after sprint qualifying that it was essentially redundant because it didn't count towards the race. But to me, what was interesting about the actual sprint was it essentially gave all of the drivers an opportunity to eye up their opponents. And the best example I can think of is the star. Max was on the right side in P2, and when the lights went out, he got a really good run down to turn one and overtook Hamilton and ended up winning. What this meant was the next day when Hamilton started on that side, I think he realized that he would also get a really good run into turn one. And that's what happened. And obviously we know what happened soon after that. But to me, it felt like the sprint was essentially a warm-up. It was basically real racing conditions and the best possible preparation that a team can do for the main race. I also think that it really benefited the drivers and the cars that don't normally do as well in qualifying. Maybe they can't pull out that one fast lap, but they're good over a long race. For example, Fernando Alonso, who made up six places on the start. That first lap that he had was phenomenal. And if you haven't watched it yet, please go on YouTube and watch it. It It's so good. And he just shows exactly why he still deserves a place in Formula One. Unfortunately, it isn't as kind for the latter. And by that, I mean cars that are not as good in the race as they are in qualifying. For example, the Williams. I think George was very lucky to finish P10, but sadly he didn't get any points because they were only awarded to the top three. So that was something that I didn't like. I think the top three only getting three points, two points, and one point is a bit silly. Why not the top five? Why not make it a little bit more serious? I feel like, yes, they are fighting for grid positions for the next day, but they are racing as well. So I think that the points awarded should probably be a bit higher and I also think they should stretch a little bit further down the grid as well. So overall I was pretty happy with it. Like I said I'm happy to have an additional race. Uh, I think it's definitely value for money as a fan. I think it gave the drivers a little bit less time to prepare before the qualifying but that to me gave us a phenomenal qualifying anyway. 
And it also gave the drivers real racing conditions to have an even better performance on the Sunday. I really enjoyed Sunday's race because I thought that the quality of driving was very high overall. I know the there is still a lot of debates around what happened with Hamilton and Verstappen. And I mentioned last week what I thought of it. But overall, I felt like everyone was driving pretty well on Sunday. So everything added up. As I said, the changes I would make would probably be the points, maybe make them a little bit more spread out, maybe a little bit higher in terms of the top five. And I would probably not do it at Silverstone anymore, unless Again, they're just doing it for the entertainment factor. Do it at a track where you can really overtake, like Spa or Monza, which is actually where the next one is. So after Monza, I think we'll have a really good idea of the format. I think we'll be even clearer about what is working and what isn't. This was a essentially a trial, and I think it worked. As a fan, I'm very happy for this to continue. So that was my thoughts on the sprint. Next week, we have the final race before the mid-season break. And the summer is normally where we hear a little bit more about driver swaps. So who knows? We'll have to keep our ears tuned. I know I've been let down by Mercedes already, who've not confirmed George Russell. I still think that's going to happen. But all of the media buildup has deflated like a popped balloon. So. That's how I feel about that situation, but I'm always the optimist and I think that George Russell will likely get his announcement soon. As I've mentioned in the last episode, uh, I won't be making these episodes during the summer break, but I will be back in early September with my thoughts after the first race. If you haven't already, please check out my website. That is emmaridgeway.com. I will make sure to put the link in the description. The most recent blog post that I wrote was about Hamilton's top rivalries over the years. So please make sure to check that out if you haven't already. You can also find me on TikTok and Twitter. I am at Sprint Race Show. That is all for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. 